and stolen land, the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we acknowledge their elders past and present. So um, in today's show, we're really excited to have in the studio with us Kareth Manderson-Galvin. Hello. <laughs> and Tobias Manderson-Galvin. Hello. Good afternoon. Hello. So we're going to be chatting with them about uh, their new show that they're doing, Expensive, with a $3 science. Get in lovers, we're doing witchcraft. So um, so that's going to be really exciting. So we're going to talk about that in a, in a little bit. Um, and then we're also going to be talking about the queer news as yep. Sasha's great yeah, we're segment. We're going to be having a bit of a look at the queer news, especially good news, good queer news, mm-hmm. always nice. And also we're just going to be bringing you some queer musicians, some great tracks, local, international. So, yeah, here we go. Awesome. Okay. So do you want to play a couple of community service announcements? I and do. then we will come back and do our interview. Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855am digital and 3cr.org.au. jail black males in Australia nationally at a rate five times greater than apartheid South Africa jailed black males in 1993. The suicide and self-harm rates are the highest in the world and the life expectancy gap is the biggest in the first world. You know, Australians don't like hearing the truth about how bad things are, but the more we resolve from it, the longer this is going to continue. Black fella, white fella, it doesn't matter what you colour. Mainstream media is not interested in this stuff. It doesn't find space to talk truthfully and deeply about issues that affect all Australians. The only place predominantly you will find that with any real depth is on community radio, and 3CR has been one of the great leaders in that. So if people are wondering where they should spend their hard-earned cash, I would suggest 3CR is a bloody good place to start. What your name is, we got the hand. Lots of changes, we need more brothers. Hello again, listeners. You are on 3CR Community Radio. This is Queering the Air, and I'm in the studio with Amy. Hey, Amy. Hello. I'm Sasha, and we have our lovely guests, Tobias and um, and Kareth. Yeah. Hello. (laughs) Great. So um, in case you missed just before, we were talking about – we're just starting the interview now, actually. So we've got Kareth Madison-Galvin, who is the performer. Begin. (laughs) No, no, it's fine. Performer and queer fam show girl, and Tobias Manderson Galvin, creative director of MKA, and also performing in Expensive with three dollar signs. Get in lovers, we're doing witchcraft. The first one is for bling, and the second one is for bling, and then the third one is because <laughs> we're slaves of capitalism. Okay. Yeah, I think I think because it's associated with uh, MKA, there's a bit of a misconception, I guess, that it is a show. Um, when it is more that myself and two other women, uh, and I'm Team Supreme Bryn, there's Shameless Bryn, and there's Fancy Bitch. Bryn. Yeah, that's actually they're all called and, Bryn. Um, then Tobias is our manager. 
so we were previously unsigned and he's now come on board. And so basically what the event is, is us doing, we're making a music video and we're inviting the public to come and witness our music video so they can come backstage and understand what it's like to be, you know, we think that kind of being in a band and being as we are that our fans want the experience to just be around us and see what it's really like and that we are just real people and that we want to connect with them as much as they want to connect with us. And I come from a long history of band managers with blonde tips and uh, and loud jackets. So um, I'll be hoping to uh, I'll be hoping to wear the loudest and most tipped jacket and hair, Ex- respectively. Excellent. <laughs> so this is a, a live. I'm doing a confused face. If you could, I'm sorry, you can't see. <laughs> the emoji That's could good, be translated good. through the airways. <laughs> most people don't think to explain the fashion, yeah. so I love that. <laughs> So, I'm generous. <laughs> so, um, so tell us more. So it's live art. So can you talk a little bit about that concept? Yeah. I mean, I think live art is really broad, isn't mm. it? Um, like Marina Abramovich is definitely your, like, your, your big one. Oh, she's more performance art, hey? This, and this is kind of mm. thing where it gets confusing is, to, is there a difference between live art and performance art? Mm. And maybe that live art means that you have more of a direct interaction with your audience a sort of like volition the, for the audience. I don't know what volition means. Like will. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm, what do you think? Yeah, like there's a lot of live art at the moment, which is kind of mm-hmm. like, uh, <clears throat> kind of like going on a first date is really a really popular one where you'll go, you'll meet an art, like one-on-one live art is really huge at the moment as well. And where you'll go and you'll meet an artist. And then when I say a first date, not, it won't be expressly a first date, but it'll be like you spend. I'm going to say forevermore is live art. (laughs) 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 Yeah. And you'll meet someone and you spend like an hour with them and maybe they'll take you for like a walk down by the river or, you know, or like maybe Mm -hmm. you'll be blindfolded Mm. and they'll hold your hand and take you for a walk or whatever. And there's a very gentle, a lot of very gentle live art that's Mm. pretty much apolitical, which, I mean, that's a bit of a hazy thing to say in (laughs) in and of itself, but, you know, that's not, uh, doesn't have too much more going on than that. And uh, that's that's kind of, to me, that's a thrust of live art at the moment. Obviously, there's a lot more to it. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I honestly, I don't know. Kind of, that's a bit of a, like, what is art, isn't it? Yeah. But then I suppose you've got those, also those huge things like um, Sleep No More, is that what it's called? Like those big performance things where, you know, they'll rent out like a whole warehouse in New York, um, like Punch Drunk, you know, and everybody's like going through three different store- floors and there's performers around a corner and, you so know. So then I think that it is about providing an experience, mm. whatever, like, which you would hope that all art did and all performance did. Um but yeah, maybe it's more about directly kind of acknowledging. You're not in a gallery. You're not in a theatre. For, the, for, the, for the audience or participants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah great. Um, and so tell us a bit more oh, about. And it's not dead art. <laughs> I guess that's the really clear thing, isn't it? As well, live art, dead art. So yeah, I'm not really sure what dead. Like a painting. It ain't mm. a painting. Yeah. Few. <laughs> cool. So tell us more about expensive. Yeah. Uh, so expensive. Uh, we're a band of three women. We met through the internet, which I think is really beautiful. It yeah. kind of says a lot about who we are um, and what we're... What Lo- we're rep- loners <laughs> in the real world. Yeah. <laughs> Very anxious people. Um, and what we represent and that we want to create connections and to recognise that those connections come in really different forms. 
Um, and so we are, we, well, all of us wanted to be, we've always wanted to be in a band, which is kind of amazing. So do I, actually. Um, and you should. <laughs> and so what we explore is, like, is everything about being in a band except for the music, so the band dynamics, um, having to work with other people, which is something that I'm not really used to and is kind of challenging. Uh, and the strange things that come up with being in a band. Yeah, there's a lot and of we've bands. we have been having, yeah, and we've also had appearances, we've had CD signings where we signed other people's CDs. Um, we've done... Autobiographies, like you signed... Uh, yeah, I, I signed somebody else's autobiography. I think a Hasselhoff biography and a, um, a Bob Hawke biography. I think the other thing, though, that we do represent... Um, and and why we're not why why we're not playing music and why we're also now going to focus on a music video is that we really or video really in no we're making four we really believe in <laughs> videos um, managers have been been told for <laughs> in that what we usually understand as being feminine as having a lot of value and so usually that is the aesthetic and that's things that we think are surface and that's things that we, that we think are personal. Which is why I think there's a lot of value between the like person in a band and the fan and that connection, even mm. though they don't know each other. And but there's something that is given in that transaction. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's what expensive is, and we just want to create beautiful things and connect with people. Yeah, there's a lot of bands making music and not doing anything else. So, well, may you be filling up this, uh, the, you know, the other side of that coin. there's a lot of work being in band. There's not very much time for the music. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's really not. And, like, also there's a, enough musicians out there, well, rather enough performers and bands and so on out there who don't make their own music, ultimately, mm. right? So... We'll just like, we'll build this product. And then at the point when someone wants to come along and bring you music, that's always, I'm sure they could, you know? Yeah. We're not ruling it out. Um, that's, is that you guys have been now? planning. But right now, like, there's a lot, of, a lot of work to be done with just the three of us. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there are talks of a song title at some point. Mm. But we, but well, in fact, I would like to announce that what we will be doing. <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what we'll be doing. Throughout this music video filming, is that each day we're there for four hours, the public can come through, and at the beginning of each day, which is at midday, that's when we wake up, um, we'll be recording a song title, and then the video for each day will be for that song title. And there will be a VIP um, party on the last night, which is on the 8th, where we'll be doing a special performance of the song titles. Excellent. Sounds really exciting. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Excellent. Yeah, <laughs> I'm feeling nervous and excited. Yeah. Well, you heard it here, folks, first at 3CR. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I want to talk a little bit more also about um, queer theatre in general. So yeah. I think we're in a really exciting time for queer theatre, actually, where there's lots of new stuff kind of being produced and you guys at MK are doing heaps of queer theatre and we're kind of seeing new audiences, I think, kind of engaging with this and I'm kind of interested in what you guys think. Yeah, Lachlan Phil Potts, The Trouble with Harry, which we produced mm. for Melbourne Festival last year, just yep. got nominated for a Premier's Literary Award in New South Wales, just won the production, won two Green Room Awards here for Best Production and Best Direction by Alison Campbell, who's a... A notable queer yes. theatre academic here here in Melbourne. So. Yeah. Oh, that's great! Yeah. That's so exciting. And also, like, that's wonderful so that she's here as well, having a um, <laughs> having someone here who is a 
you know, a, a mind, a mind who's committed mm, to, to academic work on queer theatre. However. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so lovely. And I think you're right about new audiences and that that's really wonderful that uh, people are m- maybe more willing to engage, but I think that it is done in a very limited way mm-hmm. uh, and I think that it is done without criticism because there is a fear of... Um, By and large. But, yeah, on a whole, I just mean that what I see in in the theatre scene, so, I mean, who, I don't really know how pe- what people are thinking, but I think that there is kind of a fear of criti- critiquing more, I suppose, and criticising someone that is making what, they what is call. called queer work yeah. because mm. they fear that they will be seen as being homophobic. Mm. Or, or queer-phobic. Or queer-phobic. Moreover. And where... I think that particularly at the moment, a work that shall not be named is on that is made by um, men is very, very hurtful and really needs to be picked apart and kind of um, someone needs to say something about what I think is a really misogynistic piece of work. Nobody will um, Mm. because because we're... So it's this kind of battle. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a work, there's a work on at the moment that represents that, but it's actually part of a, a whole chain of works mm. that have been a part of the blossoming of what's branded as queer theatre. Mm-hmm. That's very much, you know, maybe not so far progressed from Noel Coward singing ditties, right? Ultimately, in terms of like very much a part of patriarchal. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. and and, and, and again, well, ought there be like, like gay men is, stories? Yeah. But uh, and which is wonderful and has value but i would love to see queer women i would love to see these shows and also these shows these also these shows that are some of these shows which are being branded as queer but are misogynistic uh a a whole bunch of like are are problematic in a whole bunch of ways oh that's really disappointing yeah yeah so sort of bring you bring you bring that down but it's it's out there that's what we're here for and yeah, I'm really, I'm really <laughs> glad to talk about that actually because uh, uh, I'm actually at the moment doing some research into queer performance, and yeah. I'm interested in autonomous queer spaces. And I think that's, I don't know if it's for the same reasons, but it's replicated there. People aren't willing to engage with a more critical dialogue about work because of the fear of how that will disrupt that space. So oh. it's similar, yeah, but yeah. yeah. And it's sort of about like, well, there's just so many kind of axes, I guess. Yeah, that is like making things and then how do you consider a community and how do you consider mm. if you're making good work and then how do you consider other communities um yeah it's it is it's difficult but i think it, some, something should be done <laughs> and <laughs> something should be done <laughs> and which is all part of this dialogue so yeah getting mm. up there cool all right well, we might mm. go to a couple of csas now and then we'll come back and talk specifically about the show that you guys are putting on Love. Woo. Hi, I'm Tristan Taramino, and you're listening to Queering the Air on 3CR. Is something worrying you? Need someone to talk to? Having trouble at work or at home? Call WIRE Women's Information on 1300 134 130, Monday to Friday, 9am to 5pm. Talk to a woman who cares. It's free and confidential, Victoria-wide. You can talk to us about anything, 
You can also talk to us in your own language through our telephone interpreter service. So call WIRE on 1300 134 130 or visit wire.org.au. WIRE is a 3CR supporter. Hello, welcome back, listeners. You're here on 3CR, 855 AM. You're in Queering the Air. And who were we just listening to? We were just listening to, that was a track called Faggots Getting Money by Anya Elite, an old favourite of ours here on Queering the Air. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, so we're back in the studio with Kareth and Tobias. (laughs) Talking about expensive with three dollar signs, getting lovers, we're doing witchcraft, which is going to be running from the 5th to the 8th of May um, as part of the Metanoia Live Works program at the Mechanics Institute in Brunswick. So we've just been talking a little bit about the show and about the band, Expensive, with three dollar signs. And um, (laughs) I just keep thinking about that. I'm like, dollar signs, yes. Um, and generally about queer theatre, but we thought we'd come back and talk more about the, some of the themes that you're exploring in the show. You talked about it a little bit in the band, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a really, it's pretty direct. We literally are, um, we the band will be recording a song title, uh, we'll then be storyboarding how we want to make the music video, and then we'll be making the music video using... Uh, using phones and using webcams and then at the end of each day we'll be editing uh, and that's like the least exciting bit I would think if I was a, an audience member turning up well but it is <laughs> exciting because it is these are technical things that we're not necessarily trained to do that mm. we're going to do because this is our band and uh, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day about how maybe some music videos are exploitative and I guess a way to get around that uh, is by us doing the work ourselves. Mm. But what's, what obviously, I, yeah, I understand. I don't want to look at somebody on a computer for that long. Um, <laughs> like, a little, little bit long. Uh, but it more is about providing an experience for our fans to come backstage and... VIP. Really, really feel like they're a part of it because mm-hmm. it's very rare that we do get that experience to go and see people watch and make a music video um, and furthermore if they're feeling brave enough we're gonna let them be in it uh, and so there will be parts for them to be now in. S- some people will have seen uh, one of the members of the group shameless Bryn uh, or Casey Jenkins and she's also known will have seen one of her existing videos her we lost her for a while and we couldn't find her so. <laughs> but we found her again then but you it's may fine, we've got people may have people may have also seen one of her YouTube videos um, Maybe you're one of the five million plus people who've, who've seen uh, Casting casting of My Womb. Is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah, or you've seen one of the many memes about it, about vaginal knitting. I don't know. Mm. And hopefully you were very supportive of her very beautiful work. Absolutely. Maybe you've taken up knitting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I guess it, it, what, this is one of the other reasons why being in a band and having this, like, fan uh, and band member well and backlash as well like so, i mean she doesn't mm, just have yeah. fans she's got like yeah whatever. So it's it's misogynistic, the kinds of you oh know responses God. that yeah. she was getting and, so and still to this day i mean that was last year people are still posting about it and saying these horrific things now you know mm. um some people just hate knitting as well mm. yeah 
Not, not Ke- just dear, dear listener, I should point out that both Kareth and I are wearing woolen jumpers right now. Uh, I don't know if we should continue wearing wool, but I'll talk to you about that another time. Um, oh, I, fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, it's, I guess we're also wanting to then see, yeah, explore more what it is to be famous, given that um, she, I should not speak for her because she can speak for herself. Um, but I suppose, you know, having kind of shot to this mm. internet fame and then both myself and the other band, band member have been somewhat infamous. Amelia Athanasiades. Yeah, who is Fancy Bitch Bryn. And as I said, I'm Team Supreme Bryn. But we're, we're both They're all kind of Bryn. have had poor reputations at times. So we're, we're all a little bit famous. Yeah. Yeah. And so... <laughs> in, I mean, in whatever walk of life you're from. so this is a way to be, you know, a totally different, beautiful thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, that, I mean, that criticism you were talking about, Casey's work... I mean, I think he's really, and you know, the kind of thing around fame is really relevant when you're talking about, you know, three women now performing and f- exploring femininity and sexuality, you know? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And being able to, to own that and show that it has value and, yeah, and the difficult thing. Yeah, and then I guess the difficulties of that kind of, you know, in the internet age, which is part of, I guess, is also what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Or a part, a part of even. I think okay. we kind of celebrate the internet aspect yeah. of it. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't think like nothing that. Yeah, we never want to criticize anything. We're sort of saying that everything has value, and Mm. you know, particularly I think, despite the horrors that have come through the internet, um, for all of us, (laughs) common point, there's something like I love the internet. I love that you can connect with people. Mm. I love that you can take a picture of yourself and look the most beautiful. Like. I really do adore that, and I think mm. that's great, and that's why we're going to also be using the internet through it. Yeah, great. Yeah, when I was reading a bit about it, I uh, I, st- I started thinking about a friend of mine who, you know, is forever shamelessly posting selfies of herself, and Wonderful. she started using the hashtag radical vanity. Oh, and <laughs> yay. I oh. think that's awesome. You know, I could she- also use that hashtag. I wonder oh. if Possibly, yeah. too. <laughs> we're on a queer show in Melbourne. Yeah. It's a small community. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, but I think that, you know, and we're talking about, you know, yeah, value well, of... It's about self-love and yeah. self-expression and self-self-selfie. Yeah. Mm. And not a... Not Amazing. A, I wouldn't mm. say it's a huge, um, you know part of class war but it's not so long ago when the only people who could have a painting of themselves on their wall was someone who could afford to sit down for four hours and <laughs> yeah. pay someone else to do you know like yeah totally. now we can have it great yeah yeah, yeah absolutely and that's a really good point we can share it and that's the thing as well about i think kind of yeah community <laughs> i guess again even if it is just through maybe this is a reach but anyway somebody <laughs> Go liking your photo Someone liked your photo. Like, <laughs> that's lovely. It is nice. They did like it. And then you f- you had this exchange. Yeah, I really like what you were talking about that before, about the exchange. And, and I think that we often don't, you know, with the band and yeah. how you're bringing out those ideas around, you know, the value of connection and, you know, particularly within femininity and, you Absolutely. know. Um, and, and having that support. Yeah, and, yeah. And and then making millions of dollars on merch. But, I mean, we're not quite at that stage yet. But, I mean, yeah, obviously that's that's baby. the end point of all of this uh, this love yeah, talk. Why else? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about in terms of the show that I'm missing? What else? Oh, okay, so we did a show, um, you, the, the three of them, 
and a security guard that we hired. We took a show, a portable, was an ex-Chinese military inflatable um, like army tent. And we took that to a let them eat cake festival earlier in the year and police coming through this whole like day. It was a pretty intense day and this comes back to what you were saying about femininity and sexuality. So here we are at this day, at this day, at this day rave, people yeah. like coming past on, on the pingers and such like, I don't know if you're, if it's an, an appropriate term. Well, it was, I'm just trying to set the scene of what a day rave is. I'm not saying, I mean, we were there just having champagne or okay. cola. Okay. The point is though, of all of the people who were there, and also some wonderful things happening in other art that the police singled out oh. the show of singled out expensive's yeah. appearance and tried to shut it down. And under under the guise that they thought, I mean, I, I'm just disgusted to even say it. Well, I will. Anyway, they thought that we were soliciting uh. um, because the only way that they could understand what three women would be doing in a tent is if it was a brothel. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, which like is just kind of peculiar. And we also we were um and they we were we were hired to be there. By the festival. <laughs> wow. Like that all they wow. needed to do. It's not even a DIY kind of come and do it. It's very difficult to I guess to explain, but they really just could not understand. All they needed we to do was doing. read the and program. Our, our presence and our bodies were too much for them. Wow. Oh, dude, that Incredible. Like you, yeah, read read the read the program. Like, they yeah. could have asked any of management, but instead they came directly to us and tried Absolutely. to shut us down. Oh, that must have been scary. Wow. That's horrible. So what happened in the what end? Happened? Uh, they decided that it was fine, what? but that kind of put that put a, a big dampener on the on show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It just that made it all a bit icky. But otherwise, yeah. it was such a successful day, and it was so mm. fun. And people were really willing to play and just, you know, came in and were all, oh, I've been a big fan forever, blah, blah, blah. And they're just so happy to meet us and to spend time there. And we had queues of people waiting to come in. So then for that to happen, it was just like, ugh. Yeah, it's And perfect. also, none of us were surprised. And I think yeah. that's like the saddest part about it. Like I already have a terrorist mm. ranking from doing poetry Back in two thousand, back in two thousand and three, which of course was a darker time, you know, when the but, but when the government, <laughs> when the when the you know when our government was trying to like crack down, I don't know, but it's definitely an expression of um of a larger problem. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, definitely. yeah, yeah. And so I mean, so come so fight the problem great, by, being yeah. part, yeah. by being a part of uh, these these films. Absolutely, which is so why it's so important. So great that you've got to. A show coming up in the Metanoia live, am I getting this right? Live works program. Mm. So do you want to do a last plug for that? Yeah, so you can come from, during the week you can come from 12 to 4 and just be a part of the experience. Which is from the 5th to the 8th of May. Yes. It's called Expensive Get In Lover, We're Doing Witchcraft. He's my manager, that's why he's talking over me. Uh, and then otherwise, <laughs> from 9.30pm on the 8th, you can come to our VIP party. I am inviting you to our exclusive party. Excellent. And how can people get tickets? They can just show they up. just show up? VIP. Oh, yeah. You're Excellent. on the door. Ah, oh, yeah. sweet. <laughs> I encourage you to make your own VIP card or oh. badge or lanyard. because I love that. Oh, my God. That's so great. Yeah, yeah. Lanyards, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> We should have special crewing the air one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Media. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah, and if you have your own media or homemade media pass, of course you can come. Please come and take photos. That would be really oh yeah, great. totally. We could, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. especially for radio. And if you've got like, <laughs> if you've got one of those hats that uh, that men wear to, when they go to the races, and it's got like a little bit of card in it that says media, I'd like, like cartoons. Yeah. In fact, if you're a cartoon, I'd like to see oh. you there as well. We don't have anything like Tristan Tamino um, did once refer to us as the media. <laughs> so, so we are official. We are very official. All right. Well, awesome. yeah. Cancel all future interviews, Kara. <laughs> We're done here. Fantastic. And we also wanted to talk just a little bit before we um, end with your um, show. Talk, talk about your new show that you're also working on, Kara. Yeah. So, I mean, it's at very early stages. But at the moment, I'm getting together a group of young queer or otherwise non-straight identifying women uh, to start developing a piece. Uh, and we're doing a development at Women's Circus. This is nice. I've just advertised for Women's Circus. Yeah. yeah. How wonderful. Um, which is really very generous of them. And then later on, we'll be doing more things. But I guess it's just... Thanks to the City of Yarra. Yes, thank you, City of Yarra. Um, and it's just... Uh, over, yeah, really starting point of me doing what I briefly said earlier, which is that I am interested in seeing theatre that features mm. queer or otherwise women um, and, and knowing what they think. And I, I, when I go to the theatre, I don't see myself. Mm. And when I watch theatre, they're not talking to me and I want to address that. Excellent. Oh, that's fantastic. And with young people. Yeah. Developing new connections for new... Yeah. New I day. like young people. Emerging group. Also, I am young, but I'm not as young as them. I have to be a little bit older so that they think that I know more. <laughs> Some authority. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. So it's... Look, it might, it might be, you know, really queer-friendly. It might be, like, this wonderful uh, positive space for women, but it is ageist at its heart. Is that <laughs> right? <laughs> True, although I mean, I don't know. Kind of, I guess because I don't know where it's going to go in the future, so things might change into you know who what I want to do with it. Mm. But right now, they're the people that I want to play around with. And I'm really excited by <laughs> I'm really excited by what you're saying that a genuinely queer piece of performance work. That's yeah, 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 and representing women is just really important. In that's yeah. really great, and yeah, I. Because I met met up with some women yesterday, and it was just so lovely, even to just be able to sit around and talk with only women. It was such a beautiful experience that I think this is going to be very fun. There's a um, there's a uh, apparently uh, so-called queer performer in Australia who's often lauded. I'm right here. Who's often no? Who's often yeah. lauded? This is a dude who's often lauded for his ability to um, convincingly play women uh, and perform women. And yesterday. Uh, I noticed that uh, at when you were doing your first day with uh, with all these women, I noticed that you all bizarrely were very convincingly women from the moment right. that you arrived. Right. <laughs> they were so, very good. five star five stars already, you guys. <laughs> Fantastic, cool. Oh. Well, some really exciting stuff going on. Yeah. And we're super excited to come along to your show and have our VIP passes. Yes. <laughs> yes, and our media passes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Mm. And there will be photo opportunities as well. Oh, so. excellent. Very important. Thanks for having us, 3CR. Cool. Thank, thank you so yeah, much. Thank you so much. 
Well, we'll go to a track now, listeners. And yes, thank you once again to Kareth and Tobias. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hi, listeners. We You are on Queering the Air on 3CR Community Radio. Um, we just had our lovely guests on Kareth and Tobias. And um, just then I played you... Um, a track by Mojo Juju, Must Be Desire, and after that, St. Vincent with Digital Witness. Great. Cool. So now we're going to um, shift the tone a little bit, um, which feels a little strange after that very upbeat, high-energy kind of interview that we had, which was great. Um, we want to talk a little bit about Anzac Day. Um, and if you're a avid fan of us, uh, you would have heard Sasha and I talk a little bit about um, – Anzac Day last year. Actually, we did a whole show pretty much on Anzac Day, which we're not doing this year. Mm. But um, just just talking about the politics of memory and nationhood and Mm. the problems around the kind, the ways that we're, you know, uh, you know, um, being taught, uh, I suppose, and really thrown in our face, really, um, to memorialise war. Um, And so I actually had a piece that I wanted to read out that was um, put yesterday on social media uh, by Candy Royale um, and it was put publicly so I feel like it's okay <laughs> to read this um, but Candy actually says it best so I was just like you know what I just want to read out what Candy said um, because it's really it just yeah says it all really well with mm. the anyway so I'm just gonna read it now okay lest we forget boys were conscripted to fight wars for the wealthy Died in trenches nameless, body parts strewn along black diggers who'll never be recognised. Lest we forget to glorify war endlessly so every generation grows, believing those men were heroes instead of scared boys in a sick system. Lest we forget they died so you could buy your big cars and McMansions, telling refugees we have no room for them, drinking your own weight in self-loathing and calling it your right in this faux democracy to be a bigoted fascist. Lest we forget it's happening right now, Whilst you sit at your dawn services, the Middle East is a literal World War Three. Lest we forget you who voted them in time and time again, repeating the same mistakes while singing the national anthem. Yes, we forget. Yes, we forget. Yes, we forget. Yes, we forget. And demand another public holiday. Yeah, well. I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. It says it all, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I saw, not to go on and on about this, but I saw something about... Um, an attempt to commemorate the LGBT people who um, were in the Anzacs. And I'm just like, is that really mm. where our energy needs to go here when we're when we're looking at war? Do we do we just want to, you know, glorify the long and, you know, the long dead who were mm. absolutely just thrown mm. to the you know, thrown mm. in, front of, in front of those guns or do we want to maybe have a bit more of a dialogue about yeah. why war isn't such a great thing to do? And, you know, like people talk about ridiculous. who were around at the time and who, you know, remember people coming back from Vietnam, for instance, so, you know, talk about how, like, there was a sense of shame. Nobody wanted to, you know, yeah, be involved in war, you know. And so, but as a nation, we've now kind of re, you know, retelling these kind of stories you know Mm. um and i think yeah it's disturbing australia australia we love you australia amen (sighs) well um now we're going to go to another track 
And after that, we're going to um, have a bit of a look at some of the queer news of the last month. Hi everybody, that was The Last Connection with Prove Them Wrong and you are on Queering the Air, 3CR Community Radio. I'm Sasha and this is Amy. And Amy, you um, you have a rally to announce. Yes. Alright, so um, I just wanted to announce, for those of you who don't know, the rally happening in Melbourne um, next Friday. So it's the rally in March against the forced closures of Aboriginal communities out in um, Western Australia and South Australia. Oh, no, I think South Australia have committed to not. Anyways. Mm, uh, I think you're right. Remote communities. Yeah. In, um, I think it's mostly Western Australia now. At any rate, that is on Friday, May 1 at 4 p.m., meeting at Melbourne Town Hall. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the last one, if you didn't see it on it, um, you know, mostly, or I guess actually the mainstream media did do a uh, little awful little uh, advertisement about it. But mm. uh, hopefully you also got to see some really great other media that was around it that showed actually the real strength of that action. I wasn't at it myself, but um, from everyone I talked to said that it was really powerful. And there were so many people. And Yeah, like thousands yeah. of people. Yeah. Mm, so hopefully the next one will be bigger and better. Yeah, and come out again. and Yeah. Yeah. It's really important. So um, now we're going to have a bit of a look at queer news this month. So to begin with, I have a piece of pretty juicy gossip, Amy. <laughs> oh, we do like some gossip. I've I been do. Been getting a bit of that. I do, yeah. especially yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm suddenly channeling. Um, what was it? Teen, <laughs> teen, teen Supreme. Uh, Bren. Yeah, the bratty side <laughs> of my personality is coming out. <laughs> um, so to begin with. Um, has been announced that the Michigan Women's Festival will run for the final time this year. Um, for listeners who aren't aware, the Michigan Women's Festival is an autonomous, or um, in this case women-only, festival that explicitly bans trans women from attendance. Mm, so when we say women-only, you know, that's a very loaded term. <laughs> yeah, they have a very, very... Um, essentialist. Essentialist and perspective damaging perspective on what... Is, yeah. um, on what women-only spaces should be. Mm. Um, in fact, they describe women's um, the Michigan Women's Festival as um, only having women who were born women attending, and that's a particular slogan that is used a bit within um, what is called radical feminism, um, but isn't necessarily the way that radical is used in most other circumstances or situations in Australia or mm. overseas. Um, so a little bit of history on this festival. It began in 1976, and despite many efforts on behalf of trans activists such as Ricky Wilkins and Leslie Feinberg, the women's um, Michigan Women's Festival has refused to sell tickets to trans women during its entire 39-year history. Due to this, the festival is notorious as an event which has explicitly denied the legitimacy of trans women to identify as women, which is itself a form of psychological violence rooted in patriarchal discourse and um, it's an event which has attempted to invisibilize the ways in which trans women are particularly vulnerable to sexist depression and violence within our society and because of this it is it is quite an iconic event that has occurred every year and the the resistance within the core organizing group against including trans women has been um sad and awful um, and 
over the years. To begin with, there was an organised um, action against the Michigan Women's Festival called Camp Trans, which, um, as I mentioned earlier, um, was organised by Ricky Wilkins and um, Leslie Feinberg. And um, as that sort of gained broader... Um, the, the attention of, like, the broader queer um, community, more and more artists started boycotting the event because it is basically just focusing on women's music. Um, and it hasn't been stated officially why the festival will not run after this year. Interesting. Um, but it has been speculated that it could be partly financial, that it's just not viable anymore. So it's incredibly disappointing um, that a change didn't occur to include. However, I think it's really important to actually, you know, recognise that that resistance against that festival has been important. You know, like I think, you know what I mean? Like acknowledging that space as well is like really powerful and potentially I would say has really been quite valuable in shutting down quite a, you know, trans... You know what I mean? Like a, oh, a yeah, space yeah, yeah. that's not inclusive. Oh, yeah, totally. And I don't think that it's sad that it's shutting down, to be honest. Like, mm. It's incredibly ah. sad and disappointing mm. that um, change didn't occur because Michigan Women's Festival really just did just seem to stand as this bastion of mm. lesbian, feminist, transphobia and transmisogyny. Um, it should be noted that there was basically a don't ask, don't tell policy in relation to trans masculine people and trans men being allowed into the festival. Um, so it was really specifically targeting trans mm. women in a way that doesn't make much sense in terms of what lesbian feminists purportedly argue for, which is the autonomy of and, and mm. um, agency of women and to deny a woman her agency or her um, her her ability to identify in the way that she does and, and you know, to be who she is, is what I would say <laughs> very anti-feminist. Mm. Anyway, so, yeah, that is, that is the juiciest gossip. Um, <laughs> now going on to some local news. Um, Section 19A of the Victorian Crimes Act is going to be repealed. Now, Section 19A of um, the Crimes Act specifically criminalises the intended transmission of HIV, and it results in a 25-year sentence. Um, to put this in perspective, manslaughter comes with a 20-year sentence in Australia, um, or sorry, specifically in Victoria. So um, it's been argued that Section 19A stigmatises HIV-positive people in Victoria and that it also amounts to being a completely unnecessary piece of legislation. It's argued that the intentional transmission of HIV is covered under, under existing offences in the Crimes Act, such as causing serious injury. So um, there does not need to be a specific section which specifically talks about the intentional HIV transmission, which is, of course, a very, very rare thing. Um, and it also has been argued that it frames HIV-positive people as being likely enough to act to intentionally transmit HIV, that there needs to be specific legislation and this plays into discourse that HIV people who, many of whom are queer and trans, are somehow specifically dangerous and predatory and unwell and seek to harm, unwell in the sense of mentally unwell, um, um, and seek to harm people through sexual activity. And it's long been argued that the stigma against HIV is related to the high rates of HIV among queer trans queer and trans people and sex workers um, and that these groups are characterised as sexual, sexually immoral. So it's really wonderful news that um, this section has been repealed. Another bit of great news, just really quickly to give a nod to this, um, is that the um, the gay panic laws that Queensland had, which basic, I'm sorry, gay panic um, legal defence, which Queensland had, which um, 
more or less uh, was used in a way so that if someone attract, um, attacked a queer or trans person, they could say, oh, well, they, they made an advance on me and I panicked and I attacked them. Um, the new attorney general in Queensland has just said that though that, that legal offence is going to be scrapped. So it's another Great. bit of good news. Mm. And um, that is actually about to run out of time. It's just hit four <laughs> o'clock. So thank you very much, listeners, again for listening in. Yeah, hopefully we don't have taken you through too much. I feel like I've been through an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> so actually from up to down. Up. Yeah, but uh, we did end on some good news. So um, there's lots of um, 